everybody, welcome to episode 226, 226, I'm wearing two belts, of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. Lovely to see you all. Paul Robinson. Weekend. So, um, we are, as you're listening, if you're listening to this when it comes out, we're going to be at the Mystic Film Festival. No, we'll be home. Well, depends. Because if we release this at 7, we'll still be there. How will that happen? You know, so um, we'll talk about that next week, which will be exciting to talk about, I'm hoping. Because two days <clears throat> yeah. we'll be there. We don't normally entertain the multi-day fests. Yeah. We go for... We entertain them, but not for multiple days, yeah. I should say. Yeah, because it's, it's usually far away. And we have a cat that we're dependent on yeah. and so we don't want to uh leave her for too long yeah and uh yeah so that's that and um but we did visit nab this week unfortunately yes we did do that you know which was exciting so we'll chat about that and we watched something which i'm very excited to talk about because mm. it was very interesting mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. yeah um what do you want to talk about first i was i don't care all right let's talk about nab first <laughs> exciting stuff um what so we haven't been there in three years i think yeah just about something like that we you know because they shut down the first year of covid i don't know if they shut down last year as well i don't remember i feel Mm. like they might have but i don't remember so this is our first time going in a while Mm -hmm. and our third time overall Mm, yeah i believe once we went to record and we filmed a bunch of interviews then we went to one, and then this one. So, um, what were your impressions of this year versus the previous years? Oh, it's the same. It's just boring. I don't understand why the hell you people go to these things. Exciting, exciting review. Mm-hmm. I'll go put that on the poster. Yeah. I don't know why the hell you guys go to these things? <laughs> so, we've never been to the NAB Vegas, which I'm dying to go, but it's like you have to get on one of those aeroplanes and. Mm-hmm. That's just some scary, that's a scary proposition for me. And so, I don't know, I, I feel like I have to at some point just kind of, you know. Well, the frustrating thing is that you had the opportunity to do this on someone else's dime for yeah. years and refused to do it. And yeah, now you're going to wait years. until we have to pay or you have to pay because really, why am I going? Yeah. Well, you're going to go eat. I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> that is such an expense. Yeah. For me to go and get absolutely nothing out of that. Yeah. We'll see though. You know, mm-hmm. I maybe I'll chicken out again, who knows. Yeah. Um but uh it's it definitely gets me every time I go to the New York one and I by every time I mean all three, it gets me excited to be like, "Oh, what is a Vegas one like? This is nothing." Well, you you've know? already built it up too much. It's not going to be as cool as you think it is. I know. You're going to spend all that money and go through all of that stress for nothing. Yeah. Probably just to hang out with people. That's probably just one of the more exciting things to see a lot of my MoGraph friends. Um, Again, this is why there's no point in me going. Like, I just stand there, like, when your mom runs into somebody on the street and you're like, oh, fuck, this is going to take at least 30 <laughs> minutes. And I'm going to have to, like, walk around in circles and not go too far, but, like, stick around and <laughs> touch things and try to, like, keep myself occupied. And, you know, so hence why this is a, a this is very much a trip for your types and and i i just don't know what i would do there yeah well there's you know there's going to be a lot 
more filmmaking stuff there there than New York. So obviously. you say. Yeah. So you say, but I I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't have I I, I don't have as much hope for that because I I mean there's pretty much nothing about this that is geared towards filmmakers quite honestly well it's, i mean it's it's like nil it's tough to say because um the new york one is uh so much more geared towards broadcast um whereas the vegas one at least in the past you have like you know uh black you know black magic is in new york but you have like a lot of the light companies lens companies camera companies they're all there yeah but to this extent um, because um like, well, first of all, I mean, I felt like every single one of the people that were there professionally wanted to be there as much as I did. So it was like... You mean like the booth people? Yeah. Yeah. There was, I mean, with the exception of maybe two places um, that were the nicest, I guess you could say. Um, it was like some places that had, like the one place that had t-shirts they didn't even care about talking about the product and i guess they you know they catch on to the fact that like look people just want the t-shirt and they don't really care yeah. but you're supposed to still like try like if i was paying for that as a company i'd be like yeah we're not here to just hand out t-shirts yeah you know it was just like it felt like a like a gruel line mm. and it was like here take your shirt and fuck off yeah. and uh I don't know. There was like two other booths that were quite informative and I usually have to stand there and act like I know what the hell they're talking about mm -hmm. or like I care because I don't um, and, uh, you know, get whatever the hell, you know, pen or useless plush yeah. doll that I don't need that I'm going to stress ball or something contemplate two years from now. Why do I still have this? I should just throw this out and never remember that I had this house yeah. is too freaking crowded and and congested and and why do we have this yeah yet you know someone's offering you free garbage and you take it um yeah, I think so i grabbed socks at one booth i'm not even sure. i have so i have stuff all over the place and i'm just like why why do i keep accepting these things i think it's because i feel like they owe me that for having <laughs> to endure this yeah i just feel like i mean the world i don't know about the world but this country, at least, um, has just exceptionally gone to shit in terms of functionality and customer service. So we oh God, we yeah. had the the bar was like the bar was was low, but was at a decent height for some places, depending. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's just I mean, that fuckers on the floor everywhere you go. Like I haven't gone anywhere and been like, oh, this is good customer service or like. It's just it's just a disaster. Yeah. And the just the process of getting into that fucking place was, is yeah. insane. Just... And I, like so I was already annoyed before we'd even made it inside the convention center because I was just like, this makes no sense. Granted, at first glance, you think that you're going to spend like just probably a bit of a millennia just waiting it does move faster than it looks like it does, mm -hmm. but it was still un it was an unnecessarily long wait. Probably yeah. about thirty minutes, thirty minutes, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe thirty five minutes, just online. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a fairly antiquated system when when it comes to like the fact that we can print out passes here and just it would eliminate 
three quarters of that line, you know, you know, to it be just able to didn't do that. make any sense. There's, you know, how many people are showing up because yeah. you have to have passes to this prior. So it's not like, oh, we don't know what's going on. It's like, it's like a concert. You're selling X amount of tickets and you know that we're going to need X amount of porta crappers. Yeah. Right. Because we were going to have 150 people to a porta crapper. I don't know how that would work, but you know, yeah. like you have to figure that out. And it's not like the Javits Center is new to this. This is literally what you're there for. Yeah. This is your job. This is your only job. This is your only job. Well, not only they do other stuff, but it's like, this well, is your main thing. Well, just in terms of like having people. Like any New Yorker to... that thinks of the Javits Center, that's what you think of. So it's like, how is this the like signing in setup type situation? <laughs> it was just crazy. I mean, once you get to the screens and stuff, it moves unless you're somebody like you who prints the wrong thing 14,000 times, yeah. times and holds up the line. I printed line. your tag three times. And yeah. I was like, what, why is this such um, a grandpa? But other than that, it like moves, but it's just like, you know, depending who you get at the desk, one will hand you a lanyard and the other two will be like, go fuck yourself. All right, get go figure, go, go to the bucket and fight people Spartan style for it. Um, and it, so it's, it, it was weird. It was a weird experience. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll give them shout outs for having several bathrooms, at least. Sometimes you go to these things and you're like, where are the freaking bathrooms? There's one on each end of the room. There's some inside. Um, the food was decent and decently priced, I'll say. Like, I thought it was going to be $40 a person for like three fries and a bite of a burger. But yeah. I mean, it was pretty substantial. But it's like, you know, it cost us in gas and tolls and then $50 in parking. Yeah. And uh, it's not like... I was I was sort of tortured with the Javits Center as a kid because I lived in the city and so we were constantly my my family was constantly going to the motorcycle shows okay. to the bike shows I don't know why I mean we barely had two sticks to rub together a motorcycle was far yeah. from a priority a financial priority in our household mm. so I'm not sure why we would go there to stare at motorcycles, but for some reason we did. Um, and I like, I think we went to one of the car shows and my ex wanted to go to a car show. I was like, again, are we leaving with a car? Like if it's like muscle cars, like something to look at. Yeah. Like, wow, that's a beautiful car. And it's, it's kind of like a museum, sort of like a traveling museum. Sure, yeah. But it's like you go to these car shows and they're like, oh, the Toyota XV CT700. Oh, like newer cars? Yeah, they're like oh, new cars. Stupid. It's maybe like a booth or two, if you call it a booth, whatever, will have like just for show, you know. But yeah. those car shows are not, they're not vintage car shows or muscle cars. Like that I would go to because like, again, it's more like museum-esque, you know. But I'm just going to stare at like new cars like a boat show i want to know how many people leave those <laughs> things with a boat well like how many people it's not like we left go... nab with a camera you know it's like I think. well it's... you can't yeah i understand so... but like that's the, that's that's my point is like yeah i mean these companies i know you can technically purchase a bike right you can technically do that and and start that process um, you're not leaving with the one they have there, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. They get them in somehow, so maybe there's a way for you to get them out uh, with you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, it's so bizarre. It's like, I think I went to a boat show once, and it's literally, you know, just as a kid, you're just climbing all over the boats. <laughs> like, you're like every salesperson's nightmare. Yeah. Um, 
And that's kind of like NAB was just like, at least in, in, in those shows, it's like, hey, what do you do? Oh, we sell these boat motors, i.e. this boat motor. There were booths there that was like, what do you even sell? Because there's nothing here. You have a like a banner. Yeah. A sad bowl of Halloween candy. Yeah. Four pens. Candy was a big thing this year for some They've reason. always done that. You there know? was always candy. Um, you know, like four pens and like the, just some business cards just, you know, scattered about. Um, it was like just the the lack of interest was astonishing to me this year. Yeah. And I just don't understand like why do they go if they're not there's just look, people go for swag. When yeah. it gets stuff and get get their attention instead of just being like, here, would you like a, you know, a snack size Kit Kat and an attitude? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Like, I think every booth should be giving out shirts like crazy because it's well, free advertising. Stuff, but like just like it was to a point where. If there, if I, I don't even know because I'm, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. Like seventy percent of the booths, I didn't know what they sold yeah. because it was so vague. Like they yeah. didn't have a product, or if they did, it was like a thing a lot with of, buttons, and it yeah. was like, well, what is that though? Like, there's no like, you don't have a backdrop here that explains yeah. a lot of that. It was really weird. A lot of solutions. <laughs> you know, like, it's like a, a whole bunch of like, here's your multimedia solution. It's like, yes. well, what the fuck is that? Exactly. A solution to what is, yeah. is the question What's here. my problem that I need this solution What is the for? problem that I need solved? Um, and how is your Halloween candy going to do that for yeah. me? Um, but at least, like, in the past, you've had, like, ICANN and Aperture and B&H had a big booth in the past and they had and, like a table and a chair this, and time this year around. there was like n- none of those like B- uh black magic's booth was tiny uh h's booth was like a desk or a table yeah it was just like a, a table. you know no i can no aperture there was like a sony booth but then that was super tiny and it wasn't even was really red even there red wasn't there red wasn't even there um the sony booth was like and the other problem is that usually every year when you go to the new york one at least you have the section for NAB and then there's a separate separate section for the the music. It's an AES or something like that. I don't remember what it's called. Um, like it's an audio kind of convention, mm-hmm. um, which is in a separate part, mm-hmm. but they're connected by a hallway. And so, but this year it was all in the same room. So I don't know, you know, if they had to get smaller booths because they were combining the two, or or what. But there was a lot of. Um, a lot of the audio stuff in the same room so that do we just assume the that their costs have gone up so much that people were like all right i guess i'll have to take something small yeah or not even go like some some places so um yeah probably i mean because if you think they ha- you know, because they haven't if they're counting on that revenue and then they have to cancel the show well then they have to make up that revenue by charging more or whatever which doesn't make any sense because they were handing out passes like it was uh yeah, christmas they, they weren't charging for i mean technically yeah but you can find codes everywhere and uh you'd think that they would just use both halls but so i can think can you imagine paying for that the people that just i mean you have to you have to figure that like 60% of the people there didn't have a code maybe 50% at least yeah i don't know can you imagine paying $100 for that yeah I'd be miffed. I'd ha- I would that and and it's two days, which I don't. I never. I mean, I get it if like you can't make Wednesday and then you, but you can make Thursday, that sort of thing. But 
Like, I don't know who would go to that for two days. Can you imagine what Thursday was like if Wednesday was like that? Yeah. Like, what's, what's, who, why bother at that point? Yeah. There were really only three booths that um, were the most personable. Um, and I don't remember the name of the other two. All right. So one of them was like, uh, if you wanted to light up the stratosphere, they had a light yeah. for that. Or if you well, that wanted. Was the, um, that was the, um, it was actually uh, the, uh, it's not B&H, it's the other one, the other big, um, uh, what is it? It's. I know the name of it because I've bought from them before. From the city? Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about, um, and I can't remember the freaking name of it now. Um, um, but the, they had... Oh, was that who they were? Because they just had that one thing, Well, though. that's the thing, is it was that company and also Godox. So I think Godox was... That's what it was. Godox was supporting or sponsoring their booth, probably. Um, and so they had all the Godox lights there. Um, which looked interesting. I thought they were, they were definitely intriguing. Um, they had this their their twelve hundred watt one, which is their super bright one. Um, and uh, it's not Adorama, is it? Yeah, it was Adorama. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, Adorama. Um, those guys were nice. Okay, were... so yeah, they were very nice. Yeah, yeah. they were nice. We were just um, chatting about lights and if you wanted to prices like, and stuff again, light up the heavens or the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. Yeah, uh, or no, I think thirteen. Well, they had. A, was your they're basically something. like no knock to them because I'm sure they they're like I've never used them, but they're just basically like a lower priced aperture light. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of like their their little thing their niche i guess or whatever it's like it's it's basically an aperture light if you can't afford an aperture light which well you know, they were they were very nice they were very and nice they were informative and yeah. like you know had they were the personable and all that stuff um blue shape is always like yeah they're at fucking 10 like i don't yeah. know who hires those guys good on you they're always just like here you go let's talk let's do this yeah. we like uh we went uh with emma and um we just, uh, I almost called her Emma Watson. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what my brain's doing. Um, but so we, we, we met Emma there. And um, so she and I were just like chatting, like beside the booth while you kind of talked to them because you had won batteries from them last time in the yeah. raffle. And the guy just like walked up to us. And was like here and gave us like these these like the nicest bags anyone has there. But we already have one at home that I don't yeah. want. And I was like, I don't want to be rude. Uh, but so I was like, okay, great. I got this bag. So now there's three bags in the house. Yeah. There was the well, one was bag I needed to get up. rid of. Yeah. And now there's three. But oh. they were very nice. Like yeah. he, you know, he could have been like, oh, they're obviously not paying attention. But they were just like giving shit away. And mm-hmm. um you know, but like I remember that, right? I'm like blue shape. Why? Because they handed me a bag. They went out of their way to do that. Yeah. And I remembered that. And then the third and he, was he offered me a shirt, which they didn't have on display. They just kept. Oh, okay. And uh, so he's like, oh, "What what shirt size you want?" And I was like, "XL, baby, let's do this." <laughs> um, and I knew I was hoping that because um, I mean, like, look, I, and it's not like I have their batteries and and I like them. You know they're good products. They're a little pricey, but they're good. And I, I the well, only reason I have the, them is, the free is, one was, yes, because I because I won them. Um, but uh, you know now I'll wear the shirt and they get free advertising for it. So yeah. But they were raffling away a, a director's chair this year. Uh, I think people that. would rather have a battery, but I would much that, rather have a battery. That's yeah. just me. Um, the third was like another like a, a I don't want to say a software company. It was like a. Uh, 
Oh, the Perforce? Yeah, and I, I don't yeah, know what that is. Yeah, it was like this, uh, it was a solution um, for, <laughs> for uh, um, file management, basically. Um, when you're dealing with like remote workers and you have one central server that everybody is like pulling stuff from, mm -hmm. they kind of help organize that. It's basically like a really fancy browser. Well, that guy was also very nice, very and nice, yeah. um, they had like a bumblebee plush that I didn't need, but I took one anyway. Um, For said kid, and so they were like the most memorable because they were the most personable and and the you know the most approachable. I mean, mm -hmm. they were people that literally like. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw people on blast, and I don't remember their their actual name. Um, God damn it, Emma knows. Uh, it, it was so it was like the only booth there that was geared towards women in film, and yeah. it was like how to get. Uh, you know, funding and, and uh, you know, all types of whatever hookups and things like that. Um, and uh, I I'd heard that, that it was a bit of like a cool kids club, you know, like you had to mm -hmm. prove your way into it. Um, and so I was like, all right. Um, so I walked up to the booth and the two women that were there were, you know, just like heavily involved in a conversation. And uh, then with you other, got with like each other. other. Yeah. Like... And then like you guys walked up and you like grabbed a pen she's like yeah take it take all the pens okay like, uh, whatever and continued their conversation so like i'm standing there reading your pamphlet i i honestly how many people did that that day yeah you know uh and it was like they just did not even care it was like i don't even care to talk to you i honestly wanted to know what like what do you what what do you do yeah you know i'm uh, uh, I, my tag right here it says production company right so yeah. like you would think you'd be like ah are you a filmmaker? Like, what's the deal? It was just like, they didn't even care to like pick their heads up and make eye contact. <laughs> so it's like, there was a lot of that in a lot of the booths. It was just like this, please don't bother me kind of attitude. And um, I think the, uh, the um, Matt's booth probably had like the Maxon booth, the yeah. Maxon booth had uh, like the most action yeah. um, and their their people the lady that like scanned and the guy that was there they were like funny and like outgoing which was like yay and there were tons of people there because they were doing you know like a like a kind of live tutorial yeah, live and demo, yeah. um, you know people were interested in it but yeah they were like smushed off into a corner like in everybody's way although ironically they had one of the bigger booths they did but i remember their other booth yeah when we went years ago and it was massive i mean there were like yeah. chairs put out here they put like they they laid stumps on the ground yeah. for you to squat onto and then yeah. everybody else had to stand um and i thought like they're getting this much attention. Like, just move these other people. Clearly, they don't want to be here and let them have more room. Yeah. Um, they were, like, they were doing their things. Like, they, I think they had the most um, active Yeah, for sure. Booth, like. At least when we were it there. It was constantly crowded. Like, we kept trying to go back so that you could say hi to EJ. And, like, we, like you had to beat crowds again, like, regardless of who was up mm -hmm. there. Um, which is great, you know, because it's like, hi, have a personality, offer something. They're, they're, I didn't question what they were doing because it was right up there on the screen. They were showing you what they were yeah. doing. And, you know, where, again, there was like booths that were like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you even here? Yeah. Um, it was good. I can, and it's always good to see Matt from Brograph. Yeah. Brograph. Brograph. Well, from, that's that's old school. Yeah. You went uh, way back there. Yeah. Uh, it's always good to see him. And Dave wasn't there this year, but. Um, yeah. Um, but Matt was there, so I got to chat with him, and I met EJ for the first time finally. Um, uh, and Nick, 
Campbell was there, but I didn't I didn't have an opportunity to meet him yet either. So he was like presenting stuff. Yeah, he was presenting for a while. And, um, oh, yeah. Around. So I don't know. Like it. Like if you if you have FOMO about not going to that, I wouldn't. Yeah. Unless you're in broadcasting and you like attitudes. Yeah. If that's it's your thing, it's tough because I, I like then go for like, it. It's like you were saying, like, I don't know if we'll ever need to go to this again. And, and I kind of agree, although like it, it is nice to see Matt and the Maxon booth and stuff. But it's like there's literally nothing else. Yeah, but it's not like, OK, it'd be different if it's like, oh, we get to hang out with Matt. You don't you yeah. talk to him for five seconds. And then well, before you, know, you leave, it's like, OK, you'd say your goodbyes. But he is there to do something. So it's not like, you know, you yeah. could just sit down and chill out with people. It's like there, there is stuff to do. You well, have to like actively wait. If I wanted wait. to be there like yeah. after they close. Yeah, and you'd have to hang like. Hang out afterwards. But who wants to be in the city at night? Well, it's not that. <laughs> it's drive just all depending the way back. on the, the time. Like we yeah. were, we did our best to like rush out because we didn't want to hit traffic. And we still kind of hit traffic a little bit, closer yeah. to home. But we bypassed the the manhattan traffic but um it, it just like yeah i don't know plus after three hours you've seen everything we saw know? everything after an hour honestly yeah. because like i said you're 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 going past booths that have nothing so it's like well that's done that's done so next aisle yeah you walk down a whole row and not yeah there really wasn't something. anything that you that you didn't need to be there for hours uh hours on end i mean we basically went down to the city to have lunch with emma at the javits center <laughs> so, yeah and yeah, say yeah. hi to matt say like, hi to matt all right okay yeah. bye there was actually another booth that um i chatted up and they were very nice because i have one of their sliders oh um, that's which right. was the uh i think it was gvm i do remember you um yeah gvm i have one of their sliders that um shout out to brandon he that he gave me um and uh they were very nice and very informative no shirts, unfortunately, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, that that was... Uh, we will gauge your efficiency as a booth by whether or not you have shirts. Well, I understand, like, I mean, sure, was just like giving away like whatever. And it's like, okay, that's what, that's fine. But nobody cares. They're just there to get the shirt. But it's like, I feel like if you go up to a booth and even say hi offer them a shirt you know that's like a nice thing you don't i understand not wanting to put them out because they'll go like everybody will grab a shirt regardless of what the company is and if you don't want to like do that because you, you you maybe you're a smaller company and you can't afford to buy thousands of shirts but um if somebody's takes the time to come say hi to you give them a shirt well i don't think that they honestly i don't think that they should just lay them down on a table and hand them out i found that really weird i yeah. think that you should I it, have i mean to i work wanted the shirt it. so i was like whatever but no but you should have to work for it like right. and like okay so if five people walk up and one person is actively paying attention you can offer all five a shirt but like see who yeah. wants it but they literally just put it down like i said it was like a line of gruel yeah and it was just like you wait and they scan yeah. your thing and they're like what size and then they just send you away and it was like if i didn't know what that company was I never, left yeah. with absolutely no information. Yeah. Like it was just well, like that's the thing is, here, you take know, a shirt. If they're, if they're scanning your badge, you should get a shirt because what you're doing when they scan your badge is you're essentially giving them your email address. Well, that's why they're scanning. You know, your and shirt. it's like, all right, that's fine. You can I have my your... email address, but I would like a shirt. <laughs> no, but that's why they, you know, they scan your badge because you can't get the shirt without it. So yeah. they scan your badge, 
and they get your information and they all that's also how they know you've already gotten a shirt right you're not getting another one because we've yeah. already scanned you in and i think it's much more of that than it is even the emails yeah because that was days ago and i haven't received any haven't emails from any of the companies that scans but you will for stuff i'm sure but i'm just saying <laughs> i didn't even mean that one sure. um but yeah, anyway, I, just there's just there's just a 30 minute conversation about a really boring day, quite yeah. honestly. Um, it, it you know, it used to be something that was really exciting for filmmakers uh, in in the, the uh-huh. tri-state area. And, you know, uh, like it was something worth going to. The, the fact that there are people that would have traveled for that. Yeah. I feel so sorry. for. I mean, unless, you know, like I said, it's tough because I do like to, to see Matt and them. But it's like unless they start getting some better brands in there. It's like, I don't know, you know, what is the, uh, I don't know. It just, I don't know if it seemed. There's no lure anymore. Yeah. They just, they're not trying and they, they don't care to. Um, okay. So there was our, uh, clearly not sponsored by the Javits Center <laughs> or NAB. Um, but this is, this is, take this with a grain of salt because it is all New York. It's not the Vegas one, which we haven't. Yeah, been to. we don't. You know, apparently, uh, Vegas is the bomb diggity. I don't know if yeah. we'll ever be able to confirm that. Um, like that one, I know you you need a couple of days just to see everything because it's huge. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, only we had um, we had so much going on this month. Uh, my plan initially was to sort of make October a month to watch. Uh, thrillers and and review a lot of that type of stuff uh, since it's you know that is such a thing to do Um, but we had so many fests coming up and nonsense going on that uh, we just really didn't have a lot of time to sit down and watch things Um, so we recently uh, bought Shudder I don't know if we've discussed this I feel like we did but I don't know anyway um, there what what would you call it? Like interface? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, is uh, user interface? Yeah. It it's it's user friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not perfect, but probably the better of all of uh, out of all of them. Well, quite honestly, to be it fair, makes they the probably most have sense. The least content too. Okay, but the content doesn't change the usability and the the layout of something. Right. Like, but it's just adding more titles yeah. to it. But it's like, uh, I'm talking to you, Amazon. Yeah. piss off like what like this new thing that they did like you oh, you hover so and it moves but it's like it slides open get yeah. out of here like i can't i don't even so like going it's on not there even like anymore. it does it right away like you move over and you're looking at it and then you're like it's almost like timed perfectly to when you want to move to the next thing that it opens up or like you, you <laughs> haven't finished reading it now it's moved over it's just like what is going on yeah. um anyway i can go on for days as as our our loyal listeners will know about interfaces and 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 friendly users uh user uh, interface friendly users, <laughs> friendly we user are not friendly users. <laughs> interface things <laughs> um it's a it's a huge pet peeve of mine because i will sometimes just sit on an app for like an hour and mm-hmm. go through titles to add to my queue yeah. and so the more annoying that is for me to do the more pissed off i am um and and uh prime is uh towards the top of the list for that oh, one worst, yeah. showtime why like why is there not 
uh, why is there not a place to find everything that has just recently come out? Like you have to go through all yeah. the, is it a show? Yeah. Okay, now, well, it's in alphabetical order. Well, I don't know the name of the show. I saw the poster for it. Like, I don't remember, you know, so like now you yeah. have to go through everything. Makes no sense. HBO is like, okay. They're a little all over. The, it's yeah, kind of crowded. There's too much stuff on there. Um, Disney because is pretty easy. Like Disney's pretty, I like, feel like, you know, with the thing that bugs me about HBO is that you're like looking through to find something to watch or you're looking for something specific, maybe. And it's like, I don't care about White Man Can't Jump. Like, it's old. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that movie. That. Yeah, but it's like, I'm not going to, I'm never going to be happy that that was on the main page of the user interface. Exactly. You know, like, everyone's coming there for one thing and that's whatever's the latest, you know? And so, yeah. I don't know. I feel like these things could be a lot easier to use. Anyway, so, um, you know, we, we, we've built up our, or I should say, I've built up the queue a bit uh, for Shudder. And I was like, okay, um, it's a little late in the game, but let's just watch something for, uh, you know, spooky season, if you will. Um, and uh, so since we don't go for like straight up like slasher type things, we like more psychological stuff. Um, I'd seen a, a bunch of posts about uh, this film and uh, I thought, okay, let me give it a whirl. I watched the majority of the trailer, but stopped so that I didn't ruin too much for myself. Mm -hmm. um, so this is, it's a Shutter original. So I'm assuming that's the only, actually, no, wait, I saw it on Prime. So you can, this is what's so confusing. Well, Prime, Prime has a can channel to other places, to other places but you yeah. still have to have a subscription yeah that but place, yeah. It, that's so confusing right yeah. because like i've gone on prime and been like oh i want to see this and it's like oh you can if you subscribe to it's like why are you when did you become the middle person for this yeah. like get out of here um anyway so the film is called speak no evil uh, a lot of people have been talking about it so it was uh, a writer director christian tafdrup uh he's actually an actor He's directed a few things, but he's been in a ton of things as an actor, mm -hmm. so it's interesting. Um, I believe I had read somewhere that uh, he wanted to write the type of movie that would like piss people off or make them hate him or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, mission accomplished, sort of. Um, yeah, well, I uh... want to, I'm going to kill. Um, also, I, I credit to his uh, brother, Mads. Taftrup, who also wrote with him. So they yeah. both wrote and he directed it. Um, God, I'm sorry. So Morton Burian, uh, who plays Bjorn, who I don't know if it's just me, looks like um, uh, James McAvoy and Jude Law had a baby. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you know, I love me some McAvoy. Yeah. It was so confusing. It was like, depending on how he turned his face, he would look like a combination of the two. Sid Selsim, coach? Mm -hmm. Coach? Feja van Huit, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Karina Smolders, that one's pretty easy. Um, uh, so this film, I think, like, obviously we're going to, to review this. So if you haven't seen this and you really are interested, like, get out of here. Um, <laughs> get out of here. here. It's going to get ruined. But this is the kind of film that I think you should probably not take at face value. Yeah. Right. I think that we're used to doing that here in the States. Yep. And so um, also just like if this if this was made by an American, it would have been horrific. Yeah. It would have been just a terrible film. Um, so we're like so he, I believe he is Danish. Um, we tend to like 
their type of storytelling Mm -hmm. where European style thrillers are more of our thing. Um, I feel like we would have just we would have gone way too far with it here um, and brought gore in from the jump. And just like, you know, the most interesting thing about this film is that nothing really happens for most of the film. Yeah. Uh, which the third is, act is like the and, last and, 15 and minutes. Not, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not even the third act because like nothing happens also in the third act. Yeah. It's the last 15 minutes of this movie where you're given the visuals, but the entire film yeah. was built up in suspense. And it was it was sort of a master class, if you will, in how to build suspense. Um, mm-hmm. So like kudos to all the actors because they did a great job. My one gripe, and it's kind of a large one, was just that I did not like the way um, uh, Bjorn and Louise's characters were written. Yeah. Uh, for Patrick and we say we'd say Karen, uh, but uh, it's with an I N. Um, they did, especially the the Karen character, right? Because she like almost I was almost like oh, she might be okay, maybe. Like, I knew she wasn't, but, like, she did such a good job at playing like she was okay. She started to unravel a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, I immediately didn't trust Patrick. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but... So they did an amazing job with that, but it, it was like... I don't know, like, because part of me was like, I don't like the way these other two characters were written, but I am assuming that the intention was to push the boundaries of people that don't know how to say no. Yeah. And there are people like this. Um, I shared words with someone on TikTok who decided to exfoliate their face with a magic eraser and made a video about how you shouldn't do that. So it's like, <laughs> listen, this is stupidity why is rife, okay? Like there's no shortage of it. So there's no shortage of people that will not read the signs and act upon them immediately. Yeah. That does happen. So I can't say like, oh, that would never happen. But it was just frustrating. And I I feel like that was the point. Yeah, well. But I get easily annoyed. So for me, it went a little far beyond the point. And I was like, I kind of want to fight them. Yeah, for (laughs) me, for me, it was like, the things that this movie did well, it did amazing. And yes. the things that it didn't do well were atrocious. Like, so there's so many good things about the film. You know, the the concept in general was awesome. Yeah. You know, the the, the motives of the quote-unquote bad people, um, uh, the two evil characters or whatever. Um, three, actually. Three, yeah, I guess, technically, yeah. Um, and I, but yeah, the, the writing of the, it's, it's like, they wanted this specific outcome, so they wrote to that outcome. Mm. And it didn't, to me, the, the the two main characters, their motivations didn't make any sense at all. And um, just in terms of, like, my biggest problem with this whole film, which it completely falls apart for me on, and is the fact that they left twice, right? Or three times or twice? Twice? And both times they when they wanted to leave... It's like in the middle of the night or super early in the morning. Like, we got to go. We got to go. We can't be here anymore. And there's no conversation had about it. And that felt to me like a completely egregious uh, uh, thing that you're missing where, especially the second time they leave when 
you have this main character who sees a dead kid in a hot tub or whatever it is and then you 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 wake your up your your kid and your wife in the middle of the night like we got to go we have to get out of here and they're like okay let's go and it's like and then they then they drive for and they get gas and at no point did they ever talk did he ever say why they had to leave or what happened what he saw um because i realized like that would have changed the outcome of the movie so that's what i mean by like mm-hmm. they just wrote towards that ending versus finding a, a creative way to but get would it, a same same way to get to that ending would it have changed anything honestly it wouldn't have and that's they the, that's, still, that's what's still frustrating there just would have been because, the urgency because yeah. now she would have been in on why they had to leave yeah, so that, you could have still actually done everything that yeah, you were going to do to exactly. follow and it's like that to me is one of my biggest gripes about american movies is that there's no communication somebody sees something and they're like we have to get out of here it's just we have to we have to go and it's like why do people refuse to tell each other what is happening that would never happen in real life yeah like the first thing i would do is wake you up there's a fucking dead kid in the pool we have to get out of here <laughs> no their kid yeah their kid is dead in the pool <laughs> like, yeah and there's and i heard pictures him. of all these other yes, like it's exactly. crazy let's get the hell out of here exactly and um and so some decision make and it's like you're stopping to get gas tell somebody call somebody there's got to be well okay i mean so and, he, and the and the no service thing was right. another big one for me so yeah. that was like okay well sure. they but they made like, sure very much made sure to uh establish that this was um uh, a desolate area um if you wanted to watch this movie and you're listening, it's all been ruined at this point. I don't know why you would do it to yourself. If you didn't have an interest, I'll just give you like the breakdown like how of it. How does the GPS work to get there if you don't right, have service to right. make a call? Because uh, by the way, we couldn't get a signal in freaking Rhode Island, yeah. <laughs> like, and not and not a desolate area of Rhode Island either. That yeah. we had to like jump off someone else's a Panera Wi-Fi to be able to get the the, the map going. Um, yeah, so I mean, the premise at that point is that that like, was so frustrating. They to me. meet uh, that you know these two families. There's a bunch of families or whatever. They're at a resort type thing or whatever yeah. in Tuscany, and these two families meet and they become friends during their time there. And then the one family invites the other family to their farm or to their air, you know, their their like house in the middle of nowhere. And this other couple, and the the the, the couple with the house in the middle of nowhere has a son who doesn't speak, and the other couple has a daughter. Around the same age, I don't know. I, I can't tell I, with heights. Seven, seven, eight years, seven, eight, seven, eight, so something like that. Mm. And um, you know, they're like, "Hey, they sent them a postcard with their picture that they took, right?" Uh, mm. And hey, come over, come visit us, stay with us for the weekend. And uh, you know, so strike one. Let's go stay at somebody's house in the middle of nowhere that we barely know. Um, which they do touch on, right? Like, we don't even really know them very yeah, well. Yeah. What could go wrong? And I think yeah. they actually say something like that. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, so that's like strike one. But there are absolutely people that are that just vacant yeah. um, with common sense that would do something like that, right? Okay, so we, we could let that slide. They went. Uh, and then um, at strike two for me is that uh, there was so they the the setup for their daughter was basically like this thin mattress on the floor and i'd be like yeah no that's like this is not gonna work really but mm-hmm. i mean you know what some kids don't really give a crap however they had the kind of kid that was still sleeping in bed with them at 47 years old you know <laughs> i mean this girl was closer to like menopause than yeah. she was infancy and it's like why is this kid still in the bed with you first of all I know I'm going to get like all the helicopter moms out there that are like, it helps with forming a relationship and, and closeness. Like, get the hell out of here. 
out of the bed. Okay. <laughs> so there's like another. So I would have been like, yeah, that's not really an ideal setup. But okay. Then here's where, where shit would have ended for me. Uh, I'll be damned. And I and I told you when it happened, when they invited him, invited them to dinner, I was like, that was not an invite, including their child. I already knew what was going to happen. And so some strange dude comes out from the depths of the night, walks into the house and is like, I'm the babysitter. Yeah. Check this out. No. Okay. And not just because it's a dude. If it was a, a woman, yeah, anything, if it was yeah. a girl, if it was anybody, because I am that realistic on predators. I am not letting anybody that I don't know watch my child. I don't even know you very well. And I'm here in this house. Um, so there's no way I would have left yeah. my child there. Like there's just no way that would have happened. Um, so what are we on? Like now three. We've yeah. got three warning signs already in the first like 25 minutes of the film. Then we're going, actually, no, prior to that, uh, during dinner, he gave her, he kept insisting that she eat meat. And like I remembered from the beginning, I'm like, she's a vegetarian. Yeah. Why does he, why does he keep insisting? And then why would she take it? So yeah. I was like, I, I, I'm like, no, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Place. Like, why would you give in to that? That was annoying. Then at dinner, it was like, you know, he had this sort of, uh, like third degree thing going on. Um, and then they, the, the, the couple starts getting really handsy on the dance floor and it's just awkward. Yeah. Uh, and then we're driving home drunk and he was being a real asshole and swerving blasting the music the and swerving all over the road. And it's just like, how the hell <laughs> did we get here? Um, as if those signs weren't enough. Let's just say you've completely shut off all common sense. Um, you get up in the middle of the night and your daughter is in their bed and they're both nude. The fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's, like, no, there's no, like, I'm a pretty passive person, but I, first of all, I never would have went, but I, you know, the first sign of anything of like, look, we got to go. There's an emergency, you know, my, why whatever. Did, yes. We've got to, well, that's the, that's the thing, right? If there's no signal, then how would you get a call? Yeah. That but there was an emergency. It, there's just like, for as good as the movie is, it just fell victim to me, fell victim to the same tropes that most of these films fall victim to. And they have to write their way around technology and they have to write, it just, they just, it felt like they just kept, especially from the characters, the main characters perspective, they kept writing their way around mm -hmm. the situation to get to the, to, to get to where they wanted to get to. Um, to me, this would have been an, crazy effective short film where like you know things escalated quickly and then yeah you know and then it happened i do but that said i do enjoy like the kind of slow build to it but i just feel like it got too extreme too fast and they got they're too the, the fact that they were like oh okay well you know because they had counterpoints to all of their issues right mm -hmm. here's all the issues that we have and this is why we're leaving because you you're making out with each other and it's the place and you know, uh, you know, sleeping with my kid and you're naked and not sleeping but a, with, a, but, but laying a, in bed a with. a brilliant comeback from the wife, right? To be like, where were you? When yeah. she kept saying that. But that and to like... me is, 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 is that whole situation to me is like, you know, they're having sex or whatever and the kid calls for them. And then it's like, you cut to like four hours later. Yeah. And it's like, there's no world in which that mother would not 
Especially and her, then go, because she yeah, was so... She was such a hell... And they let the kids sleep with them all the time. So they're very kind of like acute to what their child needs, yeah. probably in, a, in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And there's no world in which I would believe that that mom would not go get the kid after... Yeah, you know, listen, I get that the point is like she's sick and tired of it or whatever, but there's no world in which that I don't that think would, that's what it was. I think I it was like think she their was, motivations she, were. They, they were humping and pumping. And so she just, you know, did not prioritize uh, the the thousandth request to, to get into their bed and whatever. But yeah, I agree. It seemed kind of weird that she wouldn't check on her afterwards. But I did think that the comeback for that was pretty good because they, yeah. they on a on a on a, a psychological standpoint, they guilted her into feeling like she was wrong. Mm-hmm. So there there was there were very good approaches in how they messed with you. These people were very good at what they did, yeah. right? You know, so th- that was brilliantly done, I will say. There were this is this movie is a really good example of like there were things I didn't like about it, but I'm glad it was yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I think that if they hadn't written around the uh the the uh I guess the jump scare of it or whatever like that that last twist would be if they mm-hmm. hadn't written around the twist mm-hmm. it could have been a brilliant movie yeah um and still even with its flaws i think again if we had attempted this here we would have destroyed it yeah uh, so it was still quite good it just it it got lazy yeah and it and, got and lazy. i guess that the the father character was kind of like a super passive non-aggressive person but it's like you're oh, standing there <laughs> Next to the dude, uh, and you, they have your family, and you know they're probably going to murder them or something. Mm-hmm. You literally do nothing. He did nothing. Literally do he nothing. He cried. He cried a lot. And um, and I think that's the point, right, is that th- it never would have got this far, you well, know, because there's a brilliant line, which we'll yes, get into. But yes. it's. But can we also just, but, like... But I mean, it's like, at what point do you start to fight back? You know what well, I mean? that this is because the problem he, is that he I was I was more frustrated than I was scared. Yeah, because there was a scene earlier in which the father was yelling at what we thought was their kid uh, about the whole dancing thing. And he got up and kind of, you know, fought back at a least bit, vocally yeah. with that. So, you know, like, all right, well, he does have a line somewhere. So um, and apparently, apparently it's, it's someone else's someone child. else's kid <laughs> when it comes to dancing versus, you know, them trying to wanting to what he would assume at the time is like murder their kid. And it's like, they didn't have a gun. There's a scene where they're driving. He gets out of the car to pee. And then it's just the father. The keys are in the ignition. Yeah. The keys are literally in the ignition. He could just lock. I immediately was like, you lock the door, you cold cock the wife in the backseat and you, and, and have your wife push her out and then you drive the car. Yeah. Um, It just, there were so many lost opportunities and I respect I, I respect the fact that he made the character passive because there are people yeah. that are like this. I'm and not I, and saying they are And I think all aren't, these issues that we have, like it was to issues a like that are kind of the point is that there's people that will just completely let you do, walk all over them. Yes. Um, but I feel like I just don't, I just don't buy it, I guess. Yeah. You know, and maybe there are, maybe, maybe there's people too, exist. Maybe it's a cultural we're thing. We're just aggressive like Americans. Yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> like a total cultural thing, but it's like, um, as passive as I am or as scared as I would assume I would be in, in a situation like that, there's no way in which I wouldn't because they're going to he's going to they're going to kill us. So, like, why not go down swing? Like, like, I don't understand. Here, here's the thing that I can respect. Right. I think it's a lot. It's easier said than done. Right. You you get you, you're put in these positions and you think, oh, I wouldn't do that. I would do this. And, and you know, you, you can 
you can fight, you, you could die on that hill all you want, but until you're in that situation, you don't really know what you're going to do. Um, case in point, I, I got cut off by a van that very, very intentionally wanted me to pass it. And I don't think I, I'm positive I if, if I had, I wouldn't be here today, or at least not in the state that I'm in if I'd managed yeah. to get away. Yeah. Um, and I always thought if something like that happened, like what's the obvious thing to do? Start screaming, making a big, like, you know, like when a bear's coming after you and you're like, look bigger than the bear. And what did I do? I pretended to make a phone call. I didn't make the phone call like yeah. a fucking idiot because your mind is like, is this actually happening? Now, doing that saved me. Because as soon as they saw that I was on, they assumed that I was on the phone, they took off and like peeled out um, because and and d did you think I took their license plate down? Nope. Like, yeah. it's like your brain shuts off. Yeah. And I, in, in many ways, turn into an aggressive Queens girl when I need to, except in that moment, yeah. I was like, what the fuck just happened to you? I was more angry at myself. Yeah. than anything else. Now, I wasn't dumb enough to pass the van, which is what this couple would have done. Uh, they would have been like, oh, und van, let's go, yay. Yeah. And then and then just uh, waved <laughs> them down. We're on our way, you know. Um, but it just like, it was too much. It was There was too much of it to a point, like I said, where I almost couldn't appreciate the tension building, which was brilliantly done mm -hmm. because I was so angry at them. And then when everything comes to a close at the end i didn't feel sorry for them because yeah. i was like you're stupid like yeah. Yeah. i honestly don't feel sorry for you and that kid with the fucking doll let me explain something to oh you my God. this doll all right we could pretty much blame all of this on the doll and their well, inability to, to tell that yeah. child no like she consistently left that shit places and they would go back be, for it i thought it was going to be something a little more like because there's a the the scene the fact that the a doll was in doll. the car the doll was actually in the car yes you know you must not have looked very hard if she could just look down and exactly. find it first of all second yes. of all I, they had i think they had an opportunity there to because they made a they make a moment of the fact that the the guy who was not a doctor or whatever made a comment to him like oh you went back and got the doll for your kid that's very heroic right here, of you. yeah so i thought like oh he used that information to then trap them to come back but it wasn't even the case that wasn't even the case um but yeah it's like if if those parents just kind of like told their kid what's what and been like no we're not going back for your doll because these people are fucking crazy and they just they probably could have just drove home and like been read okay. the room they, their, their complete inability, like their, their lack of self-preservation was just, uh, it was astonishing. Yeah. And it just felt too much of a stretch for me. A stretch doesn't even, doesn't even do it justice. It was, it was egregious at that point. And, and that, that, that for me was the biggest flaw of this film was just like you said, that they wrote around issues and they just didn't. There was no self-preservation. There was none. Like, yeah. I understand being kind of oblivious, being shy, uh, being a passive person. But it's like this was just to a degree that it didn't make sense because it was like a person that is this oblivious would not have had an issue with the things they were having issues with because they would have right. been so oblivious. So right. the fact that they would go like, oh, that's awkward or this is uncomfortable or I don't like this or that. But then get in a car and then go back for a freaking doll and then... And, and here's the thing. It's not even like they went back for the doll and got trapped. They had the option to leave. And they stayed 
to do first of all she got they were supposed to have this amazing day and she's doing yard work i know there's another sign there's so many and opportunities it's, and it's so weird like how there were so many like, op- opportunities there. a minute ago you're yelling at this guy to stop throwing things at his kid or whatever and then you're like laughing and having beers with them it's like i don't i don't understand well the thing with the kid was towards the end yeah but the still, dancing that thing was towards the end but when he snatched him up from the slide you know yeah, what I mean? That like, that's like, like, you would have been like, okay, this guy, there, there's something wrong here. And, um, uh, you know, and then he's driving drunk and he's being an asshole. And it's just like, I don't understand why you would want to stay. However, here's what I, what I will say about that. Where, where they bounced off of that asinine behavior brilliantly was that all of this was free will. He even said to him in the kitchen, you're not forced to stay. Yeah. You're free to leave. They stayed anyway. And that was sort of the lesson there, right? Was yeah. that they continuously walked into the fire. They would put the fire out, yeah. the fire would start again, and they would willingly walk into it. It yeah. just happened every single Which time. Which I think is, a, is an interesting kind of uh, plot for a, a film, you know, because I think we both agree that the, the whole idea of this film and, and the plot of it was brilliant and Beautiful. such a good idea. But it's like, I just don't think the execution was like... Um, I don't think the motives par. were the on motives, par. Yeah. The execution was okay, yeah, it, first of but all, the motives great, were you off. Know, any like foreign cinematographer, always good, always amazing, <laughs> always not good. that American ones aren't. There's you know American ones that are genius as well, but it just seems like we've watched low end stuff uh, that from Europe that looks really good. Looks really good, uh, yeah. So. You know, so they. they, they I don't want to say that American cinematographers aren't amazing because there are plenty of amazing ones, but yeah, um, it just seems like. You could just pluck any cinematographer out of Europe I think and they're amazing. I think it's the scenery. Like you just have these rolling Probably. hills and, and cloudy days and it just works for them. But, but, I, but... I think it's a, I think it's a, a, I've said this before, but I think it's the approach to it, right? This is, a, they approach it more like art mm-hmm. versus it being more of a product, I guess. Right. Um, and if you're good at cinematography, you're good at cinematography. So you can, you know, you can do both, but I just feel like it's kind of a different approach. Yeah. So, I mean... Towards the so now we get into the the last half of the third act of this where where shit really starts to go down and here's where I did have more problems, <laughs> but then there were also things I loved. Um, yeah, the 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 fact that they got he got into the car and decided like oh just do what they say and everything's gonna be all right. How you could think that was gonna work out was just beyond me. Um, and 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 had he communicated with his wife, she would have never gotten in that car. Right. Right. Movie's over. Movie's over. So I guess, you know, egg on our face where we said you could actually go through with the third half, but maybe if they were forced into the car or something, I don't know. They could have been, that easily could have been the fact that they were, that he stranded. broke the window and you know, yeah, took yeah. them. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make any sense that they didn't, because he still could have imparted that urgency on them and it still could have been like yeah. a, a problem, I guess. But what was amazing, uh, what was done amazingly, as I as we had talked about through throughout the entire review, was just that so much of it, not so much of it, all of it was voluntary. Yeah. Um, and so you have this, you have this premise where it's like it appears as if these people have no choice, but when you really think about it, I mean, they've chosen to do all of these things. They've chosen. Uh, to put themselves in this in, into this situation and to remain and to return, yeah. to leave, return again. You know, they seem not to be able to uh, ever make the right choice there for themselves. Um, but the the best line of the film was, why are you doing this? Because you let me. Mm-hmm. 
And really, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, yeah, you totally let them do this. They allowed you to leave. They told you you were free to go, and you continued to come back to yeah. this to this uh, situation. So I really loved that about it. Here's what I did not like um, about that those last fifteen minutes. Um, I did not think that the act of cutting their tongues out was necessary. I think that well, it's the speak no evil thing. So you don't. I understand that because it's wanna, in the title, right? You don't but want here's, the kid to rat you out, right? But again, here's the thing: I don't think it was necessary because you can speak with part of your tongue missing. You're not as audibly uh, clear, yeah. but you can speak. Um, and, and also they're not illiterate, yeah. you know, so, uh, I don't understand how they would be able to frighten literacy out of their bodies. Yeah. But, um, I didn't, aside from like, again, jumping off of the title and having that be in the title, I didn't think that it was necessary. I think that it would have been more interesting if they had actually intimidated these children into silence. Yeah. That would have been, it was, it was a very... I'm going to say it was a very American thing to do. It was like, well, we have to give them something because we don't really have, we have blood. To show it yeah, we have like... to show them something. So, oh, I know. We'll show them cutting act, you know, the, the act of them cutting their tongue out. Here's the, here's where I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to get all biological on you. It is incredibly difficult to cut somebody's tongue off that is fighting you. The tongue is a very strong muscle. Mm -hmm. um, it is slippery. Yep. You're screaming, you're moving your tongue back. Had they had a pair of uh, tongs or something that had gauze on it that yeah. would have held their tongue if they really pinned this girl down, I guess, yes, you could have done that. Um, but you have to think logistic logistically that wouldn't have like somebody is screaming and fighting you. There's no way you're pulling their tongue out with your bare hands and all the saliva that's in their mouth and just cleanly like snip because it yeah. wasn't even in one shot. She had gardening shears. <laughs> just yeah. like, like taking your time to cut this person's tongue out and the father's doing fuck all. Yeah. Okay. So the mom is holding the child. The dad is cutting her tongue off. The babysitter is choking his wife out and he's just curled up in a ball in the front yeah. seat. Again, Bjorn, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Look alive, sir. Yeah. I need you to just like get your shit together for like five seconds and fight back. And again, nothing. He managed to throw up all over the place, yeah. but didn't manage to get a single shot in anywhere. Yeah. Um, my second major issue, which ironically leads to something I loved was why the hell they would willingly undress and walk their asses down into this pit. Okay, you're going to give me the, they're traumatized. Their daughter was just taken from them and had her tongue cut out in front of them and they don't know what to do. It's like, well, they've been in that state the entire film. Yeah. They've been in a state of dur. For the entire film. So, like, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that they would just comply and walk the hell right into that pit. Yeah. I also didn't think they needed to be nude for that. I guess, you know, I it had the vulnerability thing. Yeah. But I'm like, eh, did we need all that? Like, they could have stayed in their underwear or some. I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't think they needed that. I mean, I guess, like, for what happens, they prefer that you're nude. But yeah. underwear would they would have still done the job. Um, yeah, and, like... Like, I don't know, I, 
here, here's it. I like to think at that point, I have nothing left to like, you've taken my kid. So we're going to go down fighting. Not a single weapon aside from these little gardening shears to be seen. There was no gun. There was no knife. There was not a crossbow <laughs> in sight that you would think, oh, how could they possibly fight back? Because they're thinking maybe they just want us to go down there to be far enough away so that they can drive off. And But there was none of that. Like you could have fought back. I'm like, I'm dying here on yeah. the road. You're going to have to take me out because I'm not walking down into that pit to be stoned to death, which gets to my second part, which was that that was a beautifully filmed yeah. scene. It was brutal. It was so brutal without being gory. Yeah. Here, we would have had it so that the rock opened up into spikes and took their head off yeah. and blood would gush up into the air. But also, it's like, you know, bob and weave a little. I mean, <laughs> come on. There's, there's only so many rocks they have, and it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, there's just... Uh, Run in zigzags. It's something. the middle of the night, and the only and it's, light it's they like, have yeah, is on the pit, road. You could, still, you could have still moved forward. Um, so. Also, you can throw rocks back. There were two piles of rocks yeah. for where they had freaking stoned people before, I'm assuming. Yeah. Start throwing that shit back. Can you imagine the yeah. shock on their, uh, the, you know, on their on their behalf, where they're like, "Oh shit, nobody ever threw rocks yeah. back at us." Like I would have been so, picking up rocks and hurling them your way, and you're lit up because you're standing right by the car, yeah. so I can hit you. I'm a terrible shot, but I'm gonna try at least to yeah. hit you. The fact that they just were like, "Okay, I guess we'll just stand here in an embrace and wait to be fucking stoned," was like. <sighs> It was yeah. the last straw for me in frustration so, so with them, like, he's but also really well yeah. done. He's half right then. It's like, yes, this movie did piss us off, but we appreciate your <laughs> your your uh, artistry. Mission accomplished. You pissed me off, but not because... I don't think it was the way that they intended to piss people off, though. Maybe it was, though, because, like, here's here's the thing that gets me is that, like, it's such a good concept... That he couldn't have known that that wasn't going to do that. Like, I feel like perhaps yeah, the intention maybe. was to piss people off through frustration, not because, because like, again, it's not a story where you're like, oh, that seems weird. Oh, I, I, I'm tense because I don't know if I can trust this scenario or trust this environment or trust this person i knew you couldn't trust them what frustrated me was just their complete lack of awareness that's what was pissing me off was just like yeah. how dumb can it's you like be? a giant commercial for like fighting back Ugh! so i like, mean at if any point that like, was the intention like freaking gold star dude i mean it, it, to both of them because it really it really did just aggravate me to death um but you know the the concept that they had done this to so many people that I knew I knew for, like I already had a feeling that child wasn't theirs because yeah. they didn't seem to have any kind of connection to him. So I was like, okay. So as soon as he walked into that thing, little house yeah. type thing, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This kid's not theirs. They took this kid. I didn't think that it was to that degree. It was a little bit egregious. Yeah. That was a lot. I mean, that's like a sport. He did say he didn't work though. So I guess this is his. How he makes? How do they make their money, though? Yeah. To go to Tuscany, that's yeah. not cheap. Yeah. How are and you, you vacationing still have to pay in Tuscany? The house and the the taxes. I don't know how countries. Other they don't countries have to pay for taxes. dinner because I guess they guilt you into doing that. Yeah, but not every but, dinner. 
Right. You know? you know, so it's like it's weird. Like I but you know what? Pay electricity. Look, th- this is this is what makes a film good. This is what makes a script good. Right. Is when you over explain things, it gets ridiculous. Right. So we just assume like, look, they've figured this out somehow. Also, if you're killing people, you're taking you could take their credit cards, yeah, whatever money they money, have yeah. on them. You could steal their identity for a certain amount of time before that, you know, right. plops. But um, yeah, so it, it just I loved the I loved the idea of this film. And even with the qualms that I had with it, I think you should absolutely watch it. Watch it. It was very, very good. Um, it just was it's just so frustrating. Yeah. But it was very good. Yeah. There aren't many films that do this to me. Usually I'm like, yeah. this, this, this was so this was so dumb or this was so obvious that I, it killed the whole movie for me or I love it. You know, this was I've never been so completely split. Yeah. <laughs> where I both want like there was a moment where I just wanted to shut it off because I was like, I hate these people. Um, but I, I had to see where it went. Yeah, because the movie... It- we didn't have a problem with the movie itself. It was just it was solely in it's the characters. motivations of the characters. Yeah. Lack of motivation, lack of, I should yeah. say. Yeah. The complete lack of motivation from those two characters was nail biting. Yeah. yeah, just <laughs> I was really I was at the edge of my seat for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh but uh if this was the intention, which I feel like it would have to be, it was it was so well done. Um, that that stoning scene had a very um, Ari Aster esque, mm-hmm. uh, and they did a good visual. job with like I mean, when the when the big rocks would hit them and the bruising that happened on their skin looked great, but I don't know if you it would bruise, bruise that right quickly. Away. No, it wouldn't. But it looked good and it was tracked well, like from a visual effect yes. standpoint, it was done yeah. well. Immediately, it was like yeah, no, I mean like if the rock was big enough that it cut you you would even then it takes it takes takes a little bit you know it's going to take a bit like they were hitting them and they were immediately turning purple uh but on impact on impact but uh, you know i understand as from an aesthetic standpoint aesthetically it 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 worked and that's like the least of my it looked it it. looked good um uh and it was just uh it was like sombering even as stupid as they were that that morning to just see them like how did you get how did you let this to their corpses, I was saying it. How did yeah. you let this How did you survive happen? this long? Exactly. This is your survival skills. Like, how did you procreate go through it? Yeah, meet each other and get a, deal with get any a kind driver's of adversity license. in your life. Like, yeah. my God. I don't know how they sur- I just don't. I don't know how they could let this happen to them. Um, wow. So, yes, speak no evil. It, I I don't even know how to rate this. It was a frustrating B plus. It was an, um, a frustrating movie that was amazing. Yeah, it had like it was like a frustrating B plus A minus. Um, and like you said, you said it perfectly. What worked worked amazingly, and what didn't just made you want to take hostages. Yeah. Um, but again, that may have good. all been part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, I kind of want to talk to the director, but if he was like, no, I wasn't trying to annoy you in that way, I'd be like, oh, yeah, sorry, beautiful stoning scene, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I knew for a fact that that was his intention, I would love to speak with him. Otherwise, I would probably just be insulting his writing and that's that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I look, if you have Shudder, if you have access to Shudder, I do absolutely recommend watching this movie if you didn't care that it got spoiled. Um, yeah. 
That was a ride. Yeah. Normally, when we watch movies, we will just we don't even say anything to each other because we wait for the show. But like we did a couple things, we were like, "But how?" Yeah. <laughs> like, we just could oh, not. Oh, there was one I wanted to ask you. There was one scene that I didn't quite understand. Mm-hmm. So you have the scene. They take the kid. Mm-hmm. They stone the parents, and then there's a scene afterwards of I don't know where it was. There was oh like, the family, the new family. I, I guess it was the new family. Is is was that to? Because it seemed like there was a lot of kids there. I almost thought for a second, like, this is where they're keeping all the kids or something like that. No, that's um, where they meet them. I guess that's what I thought initially. Because the then background I... to all their pictures were the same. Yeah, but I, I, I was... I, I think. I, I, thought, I thought that. But then they... After that, they show up at the house with the kid that they just cut the tongue out of. So I'm like, wait, where's the sequence then? Like, I thought they were going on... They were going to Tuscany with the kid. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, oh, they, they were, they were sh- going to their new the, yeah, and then they were showing I they were the new family. At the, oh, okay, was that the, makes sense. Then. The couple with the little boy you only saw. Because I the thought back. they were just pulling up to their house. Like, no, they I think they back. were going back up to that same resort because that's it. just kind of where they pluck people from. Yeah, it makes sense. And they, they were doing the foreshadowing for where that where that goes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all we got. Um, very interesting film. Really interesting film. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Films don't do this to me often. Usually, yeah. you know, so so like I guess like I have to love that about it, you yeah. know, that it, it did make you think and, and make you want to punch the screen. Um, <laughs> anyway, shout out. Shout out to MoGraph. Shout out to MoGraph. And uh, next week's episode, we are currently whilst shout out recording. To Emma yeah, coming. shout out to Emma for coming. Um, we have to find a way to hang out with her that is not re- like enrobed in business somehow. Yeah. Um, and um so in well, a few she wants hours cheesecake, so yeah everybody wants my cheesecake hey oh uh, so, um in a few hours we're actually leaving to go to the mystic film festival but we will air that episode in the following week um so that we can go over everything hopefully it's it's a great experience like you know it's a re- it's one of our favorite well, festivals so you'll see we're excited in our following uh instagram posts if we have a good time <laughs> um yeah so so it it is it is honestly one of our favorite festivals so we're we're excited um we're excited to go they they are one of the few festivals that feature a lot of features Mm. um usually it's like you know one or two here or there they kind of like highlight a couple and 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 they move on yeah um but a lot of them are virtual so they're doing like this massive uh virtual fest after this film festival, I think uh, for like a couple of days, they're mm-hmm. running uh, a bunch of the the films that you can stream. So there are, are several that I do want to watch. I'm actually excited to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. I do like that they do that because it is it is hard to block those. It's hard to block features. We you know we've talked to a lot of the the showrunners for that. It's it's hard to give them times. You, you lose so many shorts that you yeah. you would be able to screen in that in that block. Um, and then so, just from a viewer standpoint, if there's a feature you want to watch, you know, how many shorts are you then having to kind of yeah, give up to watch there are it? So, well, there's actually a bunch of features that I want to watch, but it's during the shorts blocks. And, yeah. you know, we are there to like watch other people's shorts and meet other filmmakers. So that has to be the priority. So it would have been like there was a film at uh, at Winchester. Yeah. 
uh, that skyline that I, I really wanted to see. But since it didn't have a streaming option, like we just had to miss it because it was during our block. So yeah. this is nice that like I can have a list going and then just be like, well, when that starts streaming, we can watch those. And that's yep. great. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. Uh, hopefully we'll watch some cool films and, and meet other people and have guests and all that fun stuff. Indeed. Um, we do have some people lined up. Uh, at least three uh, coming up. So uh, a, a, that are also on the uh, indie level, uh, like our indie level. <laughs> so um, those people we always love talking to because we have the most in common with them. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I loved your movie. What was your budget? We only had $700,000. Oh, yeah. well, I don't know yeah, how to relate a, to that. It was a struggle. <laughs> so it's always cool when someone's, you know, kind of like, showing you tips and tricks and all that on an indie level yeah. so we will have them on this show um if you have anything that you want us to watch or uh any uh, horror film that you want us to be incredibly frustrated by let us know and we will talk to you next week we will for our review of the mystic Quest. yep bye bye, bye. bye.